Welcome. This is Frame of Reference. Uh, we are back for our second episode of the season. Um, you, I am one of your uh, co-hosts for this lovely podcast, uh, Takesha. Pronouns are she, her, and I guess just to regroup, if you are just joining us, we I am a homeschooling parent, our unschooler, self-directed education, child-led all the jazz that means that I don't have to use a curriculum <laughs> of three children. I have a six-year-old twins and a eight-and-a-half-year-old. Um, and then you have my co-host over here. Denise, she, her. I have two kids who are home-educated. <laughs> That's a good one. Eight and ten. Or eight and a half and ten and a half, depending on how how of into the math you want to get the months. Like I know, right? Um, so yeah, so we are here. Um, uh, uh, what is it? Um, what is this podcast? Just to give a description of what we do here, because I'm trying to figure out what we're going to talk about today. Um, <laughs> we have been basically summing up our um, experiences or using this podcast as an extension of conversations that we've had within our community. And I define our community as the two social spaces that Shanice and I um, collectively, individually, whatever, run as a community. Mine being Families for Equity, which is a natural parenting style place that centers the voices of marginalized people within New Jersey. And Shanice's being um, homeschoolers and unschoolers of color, which is specifically for the dominant parent who is homeschooling in New Jersey and the surrounding areas that is identifies and is of color. So I would like to say that when you're in a space that says that it's for people of color, um, it is technically is mostly intended for the person whose lived experiences is, is that of a person of a person of color, not that you married into it, not that your skin may be a little browner or lighter. Like, I mean, and yes, that does speak to people who are white presenting because sometimes they still do live a, but that also can get a little gray. So I'm not even gonna get into that, but yeah. Um, so yes, we support families of color in all aspects. And I will say families for equity is a space that is open to people who do not, who are not lived experience of people of color, um, but we still center our voices. So you have to come correct in that space too. So if you're ever wondering why our conversations are seem a little bit specific, because we are an extension because of Because they food. are. <laughs> so we will talk about specific situations that have happened to us and, and things that we center our children and our experiences. We are not specifically a homeschooling podcast, but that is the bulk of our experience. So we do talk about that a lot. And we do try to talk about parenting aspects. I don't want to say that we talk about decolonized parenting a lot or um, what is it called? Conscience parenting specifically. We talk about whatever we feel like talking about related to. Uh, hence frame of reference it's from our perspective our point of view the things that we talk about yeah there you go so Shanice how are things going we're recording on a Friday first Friday of March so yeah March. it's um 
it was a relatively good week. I don't think anything in particular is happening. I'm scanning my homeschool slash library slash arts and crafts space. We are running out of book space again. Um, I don't know where you're finding book space. <laughs> so I added a new bookshelf not that long ago. Uh. Um, so yeah. That's something I gotta put on my to-do list for this weekend. Find more book space because we had some books come in that are just kind of piled with the games right now. Mm. Um, other than that, not so much. The weather yeah. is changing. Not quickly yeah. enough, but it's no. changing. My kids have been outside about 10 hours so far this week, which is, I guess, average for us. But That's good. I have this one patch of ice in my backyard that is refusing to go and it's <laughs> starting to annoy me. Oh my God. It's I so entered the library today for the first time in a year. Probably exactly a year. Mm. Um, Getting there, yeah. And that's only because they, my library is a pain in the ass. So <laughs> they have, um, you have to pick up your hold within three days mm. or they charge you a dollar per hold. Oh, they're trying to make some type of fun. Now I can cancel them. Like if I'm not going to get there by the last day, I can cancel them. And I've done that before, mm-hmm. but then I have to remember all the books I had on hold so that I can put them on hold again. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had some stuff that Oops, sorry. had to be picked up today. The other thing is we, my husband and I have a, we have a routine, um, on most Saturdays, which includes picking up and dropping off the library. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a bunch of stuff that was going to be like $20 if it didn't get picked up today. Mm-mm. So for the last three days, though, I've been trying to pick it up. Uh, oh, you didn't get to pick it up yesterday? Gone to, no, we were at the library, just like we were at the library the day before. In the pickup area, calling and calling and calling. Just rang and rang and rang. It didn't even go to voicemail. Oh, so it's their phone. Um, yeah, so we came back yesterday and we did this on our way home yesterday. We did the same thing. And the website says like their phones have been down for the last three days, which, sure. But you're not offering any alternatives for people. Like my, your, our phones have been down, so we're gonna waive these things or extend your holds or whatever else. Cause I'm, there are people in much you know, more dire health situations where walking into the library is not worth the risk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm sure paying for these books is not either. So it's not enough to say our phones are dead. Then what, okay, what does that mean? So the expectation was for you to walk into the library today because or pay or cancel and have to redo everything, all of which are you know. But if your phones are down and that's the there's no. But if you could update, if you could take the time to update the website with Mm -hmm. date specific information, then you surely also could have just said, and we are going to extend or pause or postpone or what have you. You just chose not to, which is its own set of issues. But anyway, so I went in, 
today, um, we have grab and go. It's supposed to be like, you're supposed to be in there for 15 minutes, no more than mm -hmm. 15 minutes. Nobody was keeping a timer. Mm. I don't even think anybody paid attention when I walked up in there, so. <laughs> okay. So I went, I grabbed a couple uh, things off the shelf. I love the expectation. I was inside. Mm -hmm. so let me see what I haven't put on hold yet. It's like, I'm going to grab like three things, three small things per kid. Both my kids, well, my 10-year-old has a shelf full in, in their room, in her room, full of library books mm -hmm. that are novels, like full novels. So I'm not going to get, and I have some down here waiting. Yeah, of course. So we also need library book space <laughs> in this room. Um, I mean, I should be giving so more. Like, I'm, not gonna get, I'm like, I'm not going to go in the, the, you know, the main kids section with the novels. I'm going to get picture books. And then I'm going to look at the transitional readers for my eight-year-old. And I walked out of the with like 20 books mm -hmm. in five minutes, of course. Okay. Go to pick up all the books I have on hold over three cards. And it took a half an hour <laughs> at the checkout. Nobody in front of me, just this woman trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to check out these books. Oh my God. So just incompetence all mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. And then I thought she was done. And she was like, oh, and you have these books over here. So you didn't even bring off all, all the books when I told you in advance that all of those books were mine. So. I, I was going to say, I feel like that's I should why be we're starting this podcast recording late today. So you can go Ooh. blame the library people. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I feel like I should be giving more of a reaction to this, but like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> there's only one register open or whatever uh -huh. kiosk i don't know what do you call it yeah. in a library setting mm -hmm. so now there's a line of people who've been waiting to check out their books because this woman keeps scanning rescanning Maybe. telling me to give her things back that she scanned and i put in the bag <laughs> i mean do i want a receipt or i want the email just email me the receipts do i want the receipt or do you want email I still want the emailed receipts. I don't understand. Third time, what? do you want the, just, just email the receipts. <laughs> I don't understand why, like. Get me out of here faster. Just, just do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why we've gone to this. We've also had issues this version. entire, this entire year. Well, not the entire year. When did, whenever they started doing library pickup, because it was closed for a significant portion of time. Yeah. So from whenever they started doing like curbside and then lobby pickup, we, we've been doing it all along. And we've gotten into them with various things over the year. They just don't want to work, it seems. We requested too many books. They don't want to carry the books to the car. Why are you having people put them into the car anyway when you haven't them parked significantly farther away from the door from the building when you have spots right in front of the building that are not handicapped spaces 
space is dedicated to book drop off. Your book drop off is never that busy. You could have people park and book drop off to pick up their curbside book. Like, uh, uh, logistically, it just never made sense. Well, don't you start going making <laughs> sense now. What is that? Um, How dare you? So we've had lots of issues over the last year. Um, yeah, I haven't been to my library since I dropped off all the books that we had overdue from. When we got I mean, and relatively speaking, if the biggest issue you have currently is like having the library be your arch nemesis, then I mean, you don't really have that many problems. So <laughs> relatively speaking. Can you hear my children yelling in the background here? I cannot. Okay, good. Um, so yeah. that's that's most of what our week was. Not really. Yeah. Well, we had some great conversations. My ten-year-old was telling my eight-year-old about like Bacon's Rebellion and some other mm-hmm. historical facts yesterday while we were waiting for an appointment. That was pretty amusing. That's cool. Mm. Oh shoot! I'm trying to open this thing. Um, yeah, we my I have been on a roller coaster ride of happy and content and being positive about the direction things are going for me, and then having overwhelming emotions of like fuck all of this so i and it's not just this week it's just been a couple of weeks or whatever i don't know where i am right now i had a lovely meeting well whatever not lovely i had a meeting this week and i was not content with the end result and i feel like i'm the only one that feels this way about all this stuff but you know whatever um i don't know how to open this watch thing um so yeah with the kids my one of my twins and I are going to stay at my sister's um tonight so once we're done with this recording I will be leaving and then um I don't know what we've been up to what have we been up to the past couple of days I want to say I just I guess I've been ignoring them, but we did something together the other day, and I don't remember what it was. Um, well, whatever. Um, yeah, they're doing well with their school stuff. They're um, they love this Khan Academy stuff, and um, I see my daughter's reading is getting way better. I'm happy for her. Oh, Jonathan's enjoying that class act and um, uh, new kid in class act books. And I just got him a graphic novel about Black Panther Party. So that's cool. Um, we watched, we woke up this morning to watch the last episode of WandaVision. <laughs> but Kamora was still asleep. So now she's like, can I, well, I, no, I want to watch it. I'm like, not right oh, now. you watch it with the kid? Um, well, we usually just watch it, me and Greg, and they don't actually watch the show. They watch, um, we watch the re- like recaps of other people like reviewing it, and they're usually around for that. 
So this morning we were watching it because because I'm going to my sisters after this. It's like, oh, we have to watch WandaVision. So he was like, well, we can watch it if you get up early with me at eight o'clock and I'm get up earlier. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that. So Jonathan was up and he came downstairs and then I guess Kyson came and joined. My kids watch it together. Yeah. It's like, like not too. Because I'm unwilling to have anything else become a group activity. <laughs> well, you know, we enjoy that stuff. They're just they're just joining us on the ride. <laughs> um yeah. Uh the thing is the problem is the reason why we mostly watch, try to watch it alone is because they talk through the whole thing. Like I I talk sometimes I talk when I watch certain things. But Jonathan will just like, yeah. So Greg is like, shh. <laughs> Every time Jonathan talks, he shushed him because he gets loud and you know excited he's a very I just, i'm not I'm, I'm not waiting for you to watch anything i'm not yeah i'm not dealing with any of that you will go watch what you're gonna watch yeah but my kids are just very interactive they're, they're talk. <laughs> my mom is the kind of person that like if she knows you well actually whether she knows you watch it or not she'll ask you all kinds of questions like what's gonna happen or whatever and that shit gets annoying after a while. I know when I watch, I tend to predict what's going to happen. So I get, I know that can be annoying. So I try to shut up about that. But Jonathan is jumping around like, oh my God, was it, wasn't it, was it last time we were recording? Oh, no, I was in my class. Um, last weekend, uh, they watched Tom and Jerry. And I had to send Greg a text message like, can, what is happening upstairs? He's like, they're just watching the movie. They were just jumping around into us. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so glad they got to watch Tom and Jerry without me in the room because that still looks stupid. That movie looks. Whatever. Uh, now they want to watch this Raya one. Raya, whatever. I guess they asked me about that yesterday. I was like, oh, well, um, I'm not paying for premium access and I'm damn sure not going to the movie. So Mm-mm. eventually you'll see it. They don't have to wait like they wait for Mulan when it when it rolls out on regular Disney Plus. The lucky thing is, Mike, we weren't watching as much TV with commercials than it where my kids knew about Mulan when it came out, so they wait. They were able to wait until Mulan came out on whatever. And what is it? Some movie came out recently, uh, last year, whatever that my sister paid for. Was it um, Scooby Doo? Did Scooby Doo have a movie last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she paid for that, and I'm like. I think it was like for around Jonathan's birthday, so she paid as a. I was like, lucky for them that she paid for that because and it was something else that she had paid for to watch, and then she offered for us to log into her account to watch one time. So that was the extent of us paying for. Well, like we only pay for like certain movies. Um, Greg paid, bought the photograph for me, and I'm like, you didn't have to buy it for me. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, so what's happening co-op wise? Um, we have a book chat next week on the 9th. Um, if this comes out on Monday, it'll be tomorrow uh, that we have the book chat. Um, I am, and maybe I'll bring the book with me. I'm not going to bring the book with me. I'm not reading that shit. Um, I tried to read the book. Um, I have just not been in the mood for reading, um, but it is called Natural Born Leaders. It's a bunch of essays. So if you're interested in joining our chat, let us know. 
Um, and if you didn't read it, you can still join the chat because I'll be there. And I just told you that I'm not finishing <laughs> Tuesday. Um, and I don't know what else we've been up to. Um, I don't know if we're doing in person. I mean, no, we're not, I mean, not in person, but um, any other type of sessions. We do our monthly, well, twice a month, we've been meeting with parent what are chats. We doing? We're going to seal hunting whatever watching oh is that happening yeah next spotting week. i'm pretty sure they've moved on by now because next week is supposed to be super warm yeah um, um so probably but if not then we'll just be at the beach uh yeah collecting stuff sounds fun Ooh. sorry excuse me um all right, so what's going on? We we um we haven't really mapped out our um different segments or what else we want to talk about here. But I did have um Shanice and I did vaguely discuss two topics that we can go over today. And um I think I'm gonna go with the kid one because I'm tired of talking about community stuff. And I don't think people care, not people who are listening, but I just don't think people care enough to build foster relationships community like relationships and friendships and stuff like that i just think we're such an individualistic um society that i'm just done venting about my woes of like community organizing because y'all just get on my nerves (laughs) but um yeah so we could talk about um it's so funny we had so many things like prepared last time to talk about and we literally had a whole discussion not related to anything we prepared for um and today i feel like i don't have anything but i was having a conversation um with one of our community members jillian she's been on here before and i forget at this moment what the conversation exactly was but we just got into this whole discussion about accountability and children right and how Oh, we were talking about, you know, her, like, just the situation she has going on. But um, just this idea of, like, how we hold children to such a high standard of accountability with, like, their emotions or how they feel, like, um, they're not allowed to be human, basically, to some degree. And then on the flip side of that, we are so quick to, like, forgive an adult for similar transgressions. And it's just so fucking annoying, like it's it's just or excuse excuse yeah and it's just it just it's like why are we so backwards right why does everything function in that respect why can it be like um forgive your mother because of whatever is going on or whatever but you need to beat your son for doing which um for having emotions I'm convinced that a large part of that whole forgiveness trope, so much of it is based in unhealthy religious doctrine. And my, like I said, mm-hmm. we've, we've been talking about a lot of stuff uh, recently. My, my 10 year old can give you the whole rundown between the, the foundations of racism being intimately intertwined with Christianity and religious further. So, I mean, Old. I, I, a lot of that toxic forgiveness culture comes from um, 
primarily Christianity. There are some other religions that that mm-hmm. have similar ideas, but it's primarily Christianity where it gets perverted to the the max. Um, so there's that, but there's also this concept of knowing that you are doing the wrong thing, but doing it anyway because you feel like you deserve. It's your turn now. Mm-hmm it's your turn so you're doing it because it's your turn and you can't but you know that it's wrong and you want to have that forgiveness right that absolution for these behaviors that you know are wrong waiting for you on the other side when you get there in a few years so when Mm -hmm. you're the older when you're the elderly or older parent to adult children you want your children to walk away and say you know well I just have to forgive them for my mother because they're my parent, just like you're doing to your mother. You knew that shit was wrong when you were a kid too. But instead of stopping that, you just want, you want it to be your turn. Do we have this conversation already? I feel like um, it's just tied to another one. Yeah. I mean, they're all intertwined, (laughs) right? It's all, Mm -hmm. none of these things exist in a vacuum. They all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's totally that like it's even when you see it with like the president or somebody else over here like especially shows up in like um other issues like when people see themselves in that situation they're so quick to forgive it or excuse it or justify it in some way shape or form because they don't want to be ostracized for the thing either and it's like well that's where our problem is but you don't have a problem with like holding a child accountable for like i mean this this isn't the same fact that people be like will hit a four-year-old or uh, a four-month-old or a little baby or whatever just because of something they did that they didn't want them to do it's just it is wild how we show up in this society i just uh, it makes my head hurt it's so annoying <sighs> i mean and i don't even want to like have a process like given like specific examples um, but you know what I mean? Like we, we see it all the time. Um, my child had a meltdown for something that bothered them. And instead of acknowledging that this person can have feelings, it's like you need to reprimand them or punish them or do something. Whereas, you know, you have a coworker who is screaming in your face and having a tantrum and someone can say, well, maybe they're, they're just having a bad day. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Um, or didn't we decide that when people have tantrums and get out of pocket that there's a, there should be a consequence for those actions? No? No? Oh, that's only for children. Oh, okay. All right. So I give up. I quit. I just, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that, so that was our conversation. And it was just like, it's just unfathomable how you get to a point of, because uh, when you're having these discussions with other people who consider themselves to be sane people, um, you look like the crazy person because it's just like, you don't want to um, hold this ca- child accountable for um, but, screaming at you. No, well, what I, is what? accountability? Because yeah. you're not holding yourself accountable for mm-hmm. anything. You're certainly not holding yourself accountable for how you got to this point with this child, whether it be a one-off or an ongoing thing. 
because in 98% of the situations, children don't just get to a place. Mm-hmm. You had an active role in getting them there. So mm-hmm. where is your accountability as mm-hmm. the adult, as the person with the fully formed brain, as the person who chose to bring this, this person here, yeah. as the person whose job it is to lead and model and transition this person into life and adulthood while mm-hmm. they're on the path of having their brains continue to form? Like, where is your accountability? Because mm-hmm. they are a reflection it's not of even, us. They don't I mean, uh, nowhere. The lack of um, responsibility and accountability in terms of holding other adults is one thing, but they Mm -hmm. don't even hold themselves accountable. And that's the shit that drives me crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've been, um, speaking of things that I've been doing, um, been working on this handbook or manual that we're doing for um, this organization I run. And if you don't know the name, then you're not paying attention. Um, (laughs) And... uh, I've been trying to look at research like culture accountability and for, you know, for running organizations. And it's just amazing, like how you can be like, yeah, accountability. It's so basic. Yeah. It's self-explanatory. And then it's just like, no, it's not because the thing about accountability is we know, or we can try, we know how to hold other people accountable, or we know how to try to hold other people accountable. We claim to understand our grasp, holding someone accountable. You hit me, you hurt me. That's messed up. I need you to take responsibility for that. But the thing about accountability is that we don't know how to hold ourselves accountable and be accountable to our own actions. So yeah, you can address when somebody hurts you, but how do you show up when you are the person harming someone is, you know, or when you are the reason why this person is upset at you, like you, not that window, like people can't even like reflect on, like there's a hard reflection they have when they're, when it's like, no, no, no. Yes, this person may have like just yelled at you, but did you miss that you rolled over their toe? Like, did you, where, do you miss that you had a role in this? Yeah, so it just, yeah. And even with like things that are not so So violent. yes, they, they did miss that. Daddy, mommy, it looks like I have bones. Um, <laughs> and I think the biggest or the most common aspects of this are when it comes to yelling Mm -hmm. um quote unquote respect and autonomy right Mm -hmm. these are the things where there's basically no right way in the eyes of these people, the vast majority of them, for children to engage or enact or advocate for themselves it's in those situations. And you know what? And and the sad part is that these kids wouldn't even be in a position to advocate for themselves on these topics if you and the as the parent were taking accountability and being responsible and mm-hmm. you know standing in the space between your child and whomever to create the need for that like they didn't mm-hmm. they wouldn't need to be yelling or, or advocating for themselves mm-hmm. if you were doing it 
Yeah. And, and not it's for no- really, I will say, I can think of three examples off the top of my head from the last week or two weeks. We're going to record two weeks ago. So in the mm-hmm. last two weeks, but I think most of them were probably in this last week. Um, again, in these Facebook groups, and it's my, prop, my fault for being in these Facebook groups. Um, <laughs> um, with various things where like, Someone would be like, you know, my child was, I don't know, minding a business. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Tap dancing in the living room. And, you know, my mother, my father, my husband, my brother, insert blank adult. Mm-hmm, not me. Came in and yelled at them for not stopping what they were doing to say hello. And my child continued to tap dance. And so they, you know, yelled at my child again. And then the child, my child turned around and yelled at them that they were interrupting and they were busy. And there'll be like 800 comments. And of the 800 comments, 755 are like, well, your child should never be yelling at another adult your child is being disrespectful, you know, respect your elders. And it's just like, what? And I'm over here what like- planet are you being- How rude of them what? to interrupt this child like, for in the middle of their, <laughs> minding their business. <laughs> and it's like, there are so many different ways to address this and all of them would be the fault of all of the adults involved. Like, you know, mom or whoever dad the you should have stepped in the first time they got yelled at and that person should have been checked immediately but also you walking in the door expecting people to say hello to you who did you say hello to who are you why is this like who are you what's your importance and it's like a constant thing right and it's always well no the child should not have yelled but this child is defending themselves they're in the middle of doing something they're Mm -hmm. frustrated they have every right to same energy you because another adult is going to same energy you hard Mm -hmm. and it but that's acceptable yeah but here's like why i always think that people misconfuse common courtesy with like you have to do this like politeness like it's this like this etiquette or whatever it's like you must do it. There is like no other decision choice for you. You either do it or then you're being rude. And rude means like you are um, insult. Like it's, No, 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 no. I can be polite to you and common courtesy to you. I can greet you and be nice if I want to. The consequence of that could be that you just feel some type of way that I didn't. But that's still in my right. So then you feel that some type of way. I don't think you understand this, di- this dynamic. Like I don't have to greet you. You in my house, you in my space. I could just be like, I could pretend like you don't exist. And maybe therefore you pretend I don't exist. That is a consequence I'm willing to accept. (laughs) Even if I'm not in my space, I don't have to like you. I don't have to speak to you. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be deferential to you. I don't Mm -hmm. have to acknowledge you. Yep. A lack of acknowledgement is not disrespect. If I'm, and, and this is the thing, this is the difference, right? Because there's a lot of people I just don't acknowledge in general. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, if I was going to disrespect them, they would know. Yeah. 
right so those are two very different things mm-hmm. and and there's nothing there's something to be said about be like if i if somebody walked into my house right now and i'm in the middle of recording with you they are going to give me the respect of waiting until I'm done. But it's with anything, right? And it's like... It's, well, they're going to have to give me the respect of waiting until I'm done. It's with anything. So, like, there was this TikTok going around last night and all these conscious banding groups, right? And it's like, I don't, you don't need to just call these a regular grouping and, and be done with it. Um, about conscious, some boy... Conscious about what? <laughs> teenager. Um who i mean and it's since come out there's all this backstory about like how much more trash his guardian is mm. but it was unnecessary backstory she was trash in the tiktok didn't stop them from defending her this woman made or attempted to make what looks like a whole pack of bacon she did not know how to cook bacon Half of it was burnt, half of it was raw, and it was still sitting in a puddle of oil. Like, I don't, how? 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 I don't understand. Anyway. Ah. Um, and he was like, I'm not eating this. Or he chose, was choosing not to eat this. So he chose to go and try and make him something else. And she cut the power off so he couldn't make something else. And basically, it was like, well, if you don't eat record, then you don't get, to, you don't deserve to eat at all. And how old was the kid? And they're arguing at this point. He's like, repeat it again. So, you know, all these people on TikTok can see the way that you're behaving. And apparently, and the backstory is like, she is just a horrible person. And it's like, this goes on and on. And like, there's other videos where he just basically documents her abuse. But even without all of that, from the, just the one video, there were all these people like, well, she shouldn't, she, she's wrong for that, but he shouldn't be talking to her like that. Are you, excuse me? In the face of outright abuse First of all, and disrespect, re- you're trying to tell this child he has no right to defend himself and the, and and, ha- and ent- be entitled to the feelings and the emotions that he has when someone is actively trying to break them down and abuse them because you feel like it's disrespectful me- for any child to speak the way they need to speak. To the- mm. No. You brought no, me this dish of food and is trying no, to force ma'am. it. You're trying to force it on me. That was disrespectful. And then they're denying me the opportunity <laughs> to feed myself. That's disrespectful. We don't even need anything else beyond that. But yeah. And then this is the thing that the people are children since since birth. Respect flows both ways. Mm-hmm. Nobody's entitled to your respect because it's they're earned. older than you and or or anything else. Earned and modeled like you. You have to give it. You have to give it. There's no and way. So respect flows both ways. And if it's not, then you have every right to say, fuck all this shit. And I like, mm-hmm. he's done. You have every right to advocate for yourself in any way that you feel is absolutely mm-hmm. necessary. And I was going to say, the people that you're talking about would be the first ones to be like, my kid had this situation. I don't know why they didn't tell me that somebody mm-hmm. was harming them in any way, shape or form. I mean, like even a teacher being mean to them in the school, like, or even another student, like, you're setting them up to not trust you with their autonomy. Like you're, you're telling them I'm not a safe person because, because of your size, I automatically we, don't believe you We are. told this story a couple of years ago when it, when it first happened, I think maybe right after we started the podcast, maybe, well, maybe there's a, there was some time in between, but it certainly come up sometime in the past. That's me opening myself to, um, <laughs> when my 10 year old, 
to be, she's gonna be 11 this year. Mm-hmm. So maybe seven, seven or eight, something about that maybe. Um, the math gets, the time kind of merges together after a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> we went, and, and my, the backstory on this is that you know, we had some issues with our family, which we've talked about on, on many a times before. We'll do a whole episode on boundaries, I think. And we'll just... Whenever you're ready. And, and come, <laughs> that's going to have to be a long episode. We're going to set aside like a, a three-hour window to discuss boundaries. <laughs> we'll um, have to put timestamps in it just so people uh, <laughs> can listen. So we had had this issue with the family and we had stopped seeing the vast majority of the family. And um, one of the relatives we were still seeing had a birthday and her mom was one of the oh, people yeah. that we had stopped talking to. Um, because mostly because the kids weren't feeling her and in the midst of all of the stuff, she wasn't necessarily a person that we had real beef with. Um, there were some things that had happened that were definitely problematic, but overall my kids were just like, we don't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. So we don't fuck with her. Like, I don't, <laughs> all right, cool. You don't owe me an explanation. You are legit feeling this. It has been consistent. It is coming from the core of your being. And that's all I need to know but they were really attached to this person for a while um whose mom it was and it was her birthday and so she invited us to dinner and everybody else we weren't talking to was, was going to be out of town and she was like you know is it do you would you come it's just going to be you know um and some other people that are close to her sure fine so we went we talked to the kids before we agreed to go mm-hmm. um and it was one of my kids more than the other was like mm-hmm. I guess. So we went and when we talk about accountability, right? The, the, this is where I think the breakdown happened for my husband and I, is that w- the way that we ended up sitting at the table, weren't conscious of at the time, but it left my older kid who ended up sitting next to this person. Now we asked her if she wanted to move and she said, no, she was fine there because she was across from the person whose birthday it was directly across from her. She really, and you know, they were really close to that person at the time. Um, in retrospect, we probably should have just moved her against, mm-hmm. even though she didn't want to move. That, that's, that's where we like, where we didn't behave in an effective enough manner. Um, and we talked to her about that afterwards um and we use it as an example of going forward as like when these things happen this is an example where we probably should have overwritten your choice do you understand now why now that that would have been a situation where that probably would have been been better um doing your real parental duty of making sure your child is safe right role as a the person to keep right and we we not only use that as an example of why there may be times in the future where we will need to override what they're mm-hmm. feeling. Um, but also use that as an example of your accountability. 
we apologize because we apologize to her Mm -hmm. in the process of having that conversation um and we apologize immediately after i don't even Mm -hmm. think we got to the car like walking out of the restaurant so basically what happened was yeah sorry we let that happen you might want to model that for a second what did that accountability look like (laughs) (laughs) what did that apology look like for people who don't understand what apologizing to a child can look like (laughs) but anyway you can come back to that sorry (laughs) um and so basically what happened was this person came and she sat down she said hello to everybody and whatever and um she was trying to talk to my 10 year old who was you know much younger at the time and my 10 year old was basically like not having it ignoring her or whatever um and then I forget what she said specifically, what the question was. It was maybe it was something like, why aren't you talking to me? Or why don't you want to talk to me or whatever? Because it was very clear, again, it was very clear that she did not want to engage with her. And these are moments, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to what we originally started talking about that don't happen with adults. Yeah, because if we're out to dinner with friends or a group of friends, mm-hmm. especially if it's a mixed friend group, right? Mm-hmm. If you see another person that you don't want to talk to or engage with, you mm-hmm. just don't talk to or engage with them. Mm-hmm. Or if you see somebody and you can feel that they don't want to engage with you, mm-hmm. generally in those situations, we leave them the fuck alone. Although n- not in family dynamics, because children stay children forever well no but i'm saying with other yeah. adults but yes 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 i'm just saying i'm just clarifying because so the is, examples that is, i again, have is a yeah. situation where we don't where we treat children differently than we hold other adults accountable yeah so the question was something along the lines of why don't you want to talk to me or why you know why are you engaging me? and my seven eight year old or seven year old looked at her and said you know i don't like you Mm-hmm. which should have been the end i don't like you and i don't want to talk to you which should have been the end because again it's not even your birthday you are a guest here to celebrate somebody else just like we are a mm-hmm. guest here to celebrate somebody else that sh- and it should have been the end of it and in most situations aside from the real fucking housewives hmm uh, Kenya, <laughs> we, people would just leave that alone until another place in time because it's not your birthday, right? It's not your day. It's not, we're not here for. Um, and she kept pushing, right? And she kept mm-hmm. saying the same, and the answer was kind. So then it became like an hour and a half, like the rest of dinner of "I don't like you, don't talk to me." And the answer never changed; it never wavered. It was always "I don't like you, I don't want to talk to you." And then I think eventually she just stopped answering at all. And at one point, I said to my husband, "You know, ask her because he was sitting between my my older daughter and myself. Um, does she want to move? Does she want to come? Sit? Does she want to switch seats? Does she want to switch with you? Does she want to switch with me? Does she want to go sit next to my younger kid?" And the answer was always no. And I think in that moment, she felt like this is where this is my Alamo. Right? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hold this ground mm-hmm. by all means. 
um, which is a fair, yeah, uh, which is a fair, you know, stance to take given the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the aftermath, so like immediately leaving the restaurant, we, you know, we talked to her and we said, you know, we should have stepped in here. We, we were trying to respect your boundaries and we did, but in retrospect, I know you're saying that you're okay and you feel fine. This is a moment where we feel like we should have stepped in and this is why. Um, mm-hmm. And we apologize for that. And going forward, this is what that will look like. Yeah. Um, and also being very clear with her. Like, I know that you like that. felt like you needed to, for yourself, stand up for yourself and stand in, And you knew that we were supporting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's correct. Because right? it's, and it's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. But also, I want you to understand you don't that have, while you we were supporting you, mm-hmm. you didn't even have to do all that. Yeah, you shouldn't have had to been put in that situation. We, anyway. You know, we were there mm-hmm. um, and we were asking you if you wanted us to step in. But we, our failure was not stepping in. Mm-hmm. and preventing you from having to continue to do this right because so, it is our job to protect you as right. our child and, and letting you yeah. reinforce continue to reinforce your boundaries which are always important mm-hmm. um yeah. it didn't have to go on as long as it did yeah and that was our failure and so we apologize for that and that yeah. was before we even got to the car yeah yeah that's a that's the thing like it's but so coming funny, out on like, the other side of that right they were really upset and they were really angry and like the person that they were really they were close to uh, eventually this um affected them. was the a major factor in the breakdown of that relationship mm-hmm. um you're talking about with is, the person whose birthday it was just to be right there yeah right because they didn't have a relationship with the other person anyway yeah um, like now your kids and, don't and have like a relationship that, with that it person is what it is but, yeah. but they felt like and so, like, in the days after that, I was getting, like, texts and emails. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I thought that this was rude or it was disrespectful or whatever. And it was, like, um, and <laughs> I didn't. I thought it was rude to continue to ask and push. Mm-hmm. Because if there was another adult, that would not have happened. It would not have yeah. gone the case. It would not. You as the person whose birthday it was would not have allowed that to happen. The adults themselves would not have engaged in that I in should most hope places. So. Um. So yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like this was this. You know, the adult behavior was yeah pretty reprehensible. Well, technically, it's like you. What you're saying is like all the adults involved. Like yeah, um, like you're saying as a parent, like but, you had to flaw the person whose birthday it was. Now coming back and having like that's even just as violent to come that, back later. And a lot of it coming after that when when that didn't work right mm-hmm. it, it didn't work that this was paid as my child was being rude or disrespectful my child was standing up for themselves and say i've mm-hmm. been taught and encouraged to do and you have um, proven against, that you support against a barrage of rude and disrespectful behavior from an adult the funny thing um, that cracks me up is you have already proven as a person yourself who's within this family or situation mm-hmm. that i stand in my truth and i stand up for myself i stopped talking to family members prior to this event standing up for my children and supporting my children in their autonomy. So how did you think this was going to go with someone that, you know, I could give two shits about and my child. The conversation changed, (laughs) right? So then it it changed a little bit. And then it was, well, I'm, 
no headway was being made with me in terms of trying to frame it as my child being disrespectful or whatever. So then it became, well, why, well, why don't they like her? Why didn't she like her? Uh, and at the point. end of the day, I was like, and I literally, my initial response was literally like, I don't know. I can ask. And I did ask. Mm-hmm. And it was something like, I don't like, there was something that happened with my younger child. Mm-hmm. Um, around their name and identity and what they were oh, doing. Yeah. And then there were some other things were around just like body, body autonomy and being made to feel a certain way when they don't want, when they didn't want hugs or they didn't mm-hmm. want to engage in that way and say mm-hmm. hi. Um, and so that was it. I have and, an aunt that I don't like, with. I didn't even know that I had to ask my kid because I respect when my kids say, I don't fuck with that person. All right. Believe All right, children. it's not my job to try and convince you. But the funny thing is, why do you have to ask why I don't like somebody when they're here? Case in point, there's well, a situation yeah. right yeah. here. This I don't like. This they don't respect. Yeah, and me. and it ended up being basically an example of what she was saying she didn't like about this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then their response was, "Well, I don't think that's a good enough reason not to like <gasps> somebody." And it's like, "But I didn't ask you that, and you what? don't have to. You don't have to co-sign why I don't get a agree with somebody in else. What world? But these in are the things world? that." We do to children that we don't do to other adults. There are plenty of people that I like that friends of mine or relatives of mine, my husband may not like. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't have they don't have to co-sign my opinions of people and I don't have mm-hmm. to co-sign and vice versa, right? There are plenty of people that I know that have friendships with other people that I don't fuck with either. And that's like that's mm-hmm. their business. That ain't my business. Yeah. I don't need them to. <laughs> So here's the thing. This, this we don't brings require us, that of other adults that we do with children. This is and this is like full circle to other things. Like we even make we even force this with children, because like you know that other topic we we're going to talk about was community and relationships or whatever. Like I even think of like someone in kindergarten. I I don't like playing with little Timmy because he always steals my orange crayon. And he'd be like, "Well, you should give him a chance." I just told you I don't like the nigga. <laughs> told you why and you still try to get or you gave him a chance and he stole a crayon yeah that was the chance i like orange he keeps stealing my orange crayon this is important to me why are you not acknowledging my feelings in the moment because you have a grander picture which not for nothing you're not even thinking that big because in the end Maybe you should be forced. You, you should be having this conversation with little Timmy as to why he keeps stealing my crayon and not talking to me. And this is, brings it back to all of the stuff that we're talking about. The reason why I hate forgiveness and all those whatever is because it's such a victim blaming situation. It's it's the accountability goes back to the person who has been harmed more than a person who's doing the harming and we focus so much on that and it drives me it's you hear me my voice got escalated because like, i get so passionate about that it's like and it's always it's always the children it's always the marginalized it's always well the- you know what i've started saying to what i said to people a couple of times recently is that if your argument for why you feel like people should forgive is that it's for themselves more Bullshit. if you buy into that right if mm. your argument is that well it's for yourself more than the other person that means myself has to be on a healing journey. Mm-hmm. And either I'm on the healing journey and doing what I need to do for myself mm-hmm. to heal, or you're the one who has to heal for me. So if you're telling me that I need to do this to heal, then why aren't you letting me have my journey of healing? Mm-hmm. 
And it's just, it's, it's, it's also my journey or it's not. And that's, and it, that's why it's bullshit. Cause you don't yeah. care about my journey. You no. care about, you know, not being held accountable because you mm-hmm. want to be forgiven when it's your turn. Yeah. And it's the thing about like, and that in itself is kind of like this help thing where I can't stand when people give advice in those respects, because you're not actually looking at the person and what they're claiming they need or whatever because you're because when a lot of people will be like well because if you don't forgive then it eats away at you and stuff like that i'm good i don't forgive i don't forget and i sleep well at night and what how about them apples you know like how how is that like you make it seem like oh you not forgiving are you not letting go of what this person did to you is going to eat and hurt your soul or that person is trash. They shouldn't have done what they did to me. And they, sh- that should be eating no, at them. How about you? It boils that- down to yeah. an excuse, right? Because mm-hmm. what people are really telling themselves is that the reason I'm still hurt, the reason that I'm upset, the reason that I can't sleep and I can't eat, and can't, mm-hmm. not because the things that have been done to me were so horrendous and no- nobody has taken accountability or responsibility can't. for that. It's not because of all of these things were so terrible. It's because- I am not letting them go, which is bullshit. No, the things that happen to you are terrible. They are horrendous. Mm -hmm. Somebody does need to take responsibility for that. And taking responsibility does not mean we want the person to go shoot themselves in the fucking head, but like there needs to be an acknowledgement of what was done. You cannot have true forgiveness or reconciliation if there's not an acknowledgement. You cannot acknowledge on someone else's behalf. And there's also a facade there of um, that once you forgive, this weight, this arbitrary weight is lifted and you are better. There are plenty of people who are still hurting from time. harm to them. I that understand. There's a, I understand a lot of human behavior or why people do anything and I, I do things. And I know enough about their past that can explain why they make the decisions and engage in the behaviors that they do. That doesn't mean that I forgive this, forgive them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I don't sleep at night. Like I'm great. Like I don't, (laughs) you know, my husband asked me one day about somebody and it was somebody who had um, a common enough name that, you know, there's like 80, people in your life with that name you could be talking you got to be more specific and I was like who are you talking about and it was like this person you know that you used to be really good friends with you're not you haven't I'm like I have so much shit in my headspace and my mind at any given time that when I am done with a relationship or if I'm done with a person or whatever for whatever reason I don't have the leftover space to just have people hanging out in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, look, I don't. Okay. I genuinely don't think about it. So it's I'm not in the corner stewing. Mm-hmm. I have not thought about you. <laughs> so I'll give you an example of that. There was a person in sophomore year of high school that I stopped talking to. Right, just flat out. Like, actually, there's more than one person, but like. Words do not come out of my mouth in this person's vicinity. They do not exist when I'm... So fast forward to graduating high school, graduating college and getting into like, um, you know, life or whatever and being on Facebook. She tried to friend request me. I'm like, no, we don't. I don't fuck with you. You don't exist to me. Every time I... This is why if you friend request me, I don't 
just say no or decline it anymore because this person continued every time I declined it to friend request me again. That person, I don't deal with that. I don't, I don't care. That person does not exist to me, right? Um, but I'm not, it's like a thing, like, like you're saying, like you have, you have dropped from my ether, like only if I'm coming up in a something since I'm like, oh yeah, this person, oh, I don't fuck with her. And it doesn't even have to be where like one person, you ever have like somebody where you like have an argument and you don't remember what it was about. You just know you're mad at them or whatever. It's not even that. Like I can tell you exactly why, but I don't live in that. It's not like it's eating up at me. It doesn't eat up. No, it's cool. I'm not mad about it. I just know that these things happen. If you want me to start speaking to this person or this person, like, let's say, cause I don't work, whatever. I, life has gone on. I've talked, I don't talk to a lo- plenty of people from high school and so on that. Um, anyway, you need but to I be accountable for your the, actions. I, right? I think that's part of it too, right? Mm-hmm. That there is so much, there are so many people that you meet at different points in your life for different mm-hmm. reasons that a lot of those people just fall away, right? We yeah. talked about this a little bit yesterday and it's not that anything happened, or there was some big chasm Mm -hmm. they just fall away for whatever reason and so like that becomes such a normal thing that Mm -hmm. I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect that if you're not engaged with someone even when that did result as the an argument or disagreement or whatever that eventually they just fall away like you mm-hmm. I, I do think that if you're not if you are at a point where you can't function or you're stewing or that there's something else that needs to be addressed but that doesn't necessarily need to be addressed with that person probably most likely with the therapist um yeah. and, and a lot of that probably stems from you and there's not much that anybody else that other person could be able to give you in that regard yeah. I mean, I will say for me, like I'll, my, I sit in the, I don't forgive. Um, I don't forget. Um, but I, but the real full thing is that I don't forgive people who are not sorry. Cause that's my stance. Like, it's not that I don't like if somebody comes to like my son, for instance, like he apologizes. Well, that's the, the, and the I'd acknowledgement be like, part of yeah, it, right? You right? have to have acknowledgement to have any sort of. Yeah. So like I tell my kid, like, don't apologize for things you're not sorry for. If you're going to, if the sorry means you're not going to do it again and not to say that you won't do it again, but that you don't have plans. So like, if you step on my foot and you say, sorry, and you step on my foot again and you say, sorry, and you step on my foot a third time, at some point, I'm not going to believe that you're sorry because you're continuing to do it. So what you need to do is apologize that you are not, you are going to look where you're going before you walk in my direction and try not to step on my foot and make an attempt, actually make an attempt to not step on my foot instead of just saying the word sorry because that's how it is for a lot of people i'm just going to say the words no you need to apologize you need to actually it's an act it's an it's an actual attempt to do something so no i'm not going right. to be like oh i forgive you for stepping on my foot as you step on it and walk away and then look at me with like an attitude like as if i my foot was in your way i'm not a i'm not a, i'm not forgiving your action because you didn't actually care you didn't you don't care. So yes, I don't, I don't forgive people who are not sorry. It, that's just how I am. I don't forgive. I don't I forget, the other thing and, but too, I can move on. I feel like, like, like our conversations about friendship and relationships in general, people really struggle from a lack of boundaries. And I think the other part of it is that forgiveness, the definition mm-hmm. is too skewed, right? And people just blanketly do 
use it for anything. Forgiveness is a relationship. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is a relationship and a commitment that you are making. And it's tr- built on trust and right. And not, not just built on trust, but that you are committing then to move past this thing, to release these, this thing that happened or the series of things you are actively engaged in forgiveness. Forgiveness is not a passive thing. And if you feel like forgiveness is a passive thing, then you're not doing it right. And so and that's, like, also- that's, that's why this, like, it has to be for you bullshit is is just that it's bullshit because i'm already in a relationship with myself mm-hmm. i'm already committed to myself i will <laughs> even go further relationship needs to happen i will even go further <laughs> to highlight that and also why forgiveness is bullshit if forgiveness was such bullshit if it's like like if forgiveness was so important like the part about me forgiving for myself we wouldn't again accountability for children we wouldn't pressure kids so often to apologize for their actions because you can hold a child like you're doing something I'm going like you have to say say sorry say sorry um what if I'm not sorry you're forcing me to say that you're taking the power away from the apology you're trivializing it for me because I have to apologize for everything and and you know what I say to people about kids and apologies do not coercion right mm-hmm. this is the other thing we get real coercive and manipulative with kids and it's we disgusting do. it's really hard to um, not be but i will say it's but really I disgusting so, um and we don't do yeah. that well no we do do that with adults but <laughs> not to the same not to people we respect though right so not to the same extent and yeah. but i will say this and again you talk about modeling right i have always told my kids Do not say and do things just because somebody else wants you to. If you don't feel this thing, then you do not say it. I don't need you to apologize because somebody else expects you to. Um, And again, modeling, right? So we had a situation a few years ago. uh, It was after we moved here. So in the last two, two, three years, Um, I was taking my kids to an acting class. And afterwards, the kids would play outdoors and get a little rowdy. Um, And at one point, I think it was, again, my oldest and another kid, a a little boy. And it had been escalating throughout the course of the play. I think he was, whatever, I'm not going to speculate about what he was feeling or what she was feeling. Um, But they got into the scuffle scuffle and it escalated. and then I think what was meant to like scare, scare her off or what probably would have scared another child or another girl in particular, mm-hmm. just like superpowered my kid because that's how she is. Um, and so they got into like a full on almost wrestling match and he, they kicked each other. And the other mom was like, you know, whatever she was saying, my kid was ignoring her. I think I was probably ignoring her too. Um, And she was trying to force him to apologize. And my kid was like, he got what he got. He lucky he didn't get worse, basically. Mm -hmm. For me, and this is a conversation I've had with my kids before. 
kicking is pretty extreme and maybe it's because you know I, I was raised in a family that was big into um martial arts and and all of that type of, like I grew up in that the kicking for me is extreme and so she felt like there was nothing to apologize for and again I respect your feeling you stand in that I'm not about to try and coerce you to do this so I turned to the little boy and I said you know I'm sorry that you were kicked mm-hmm. I'm sorry that 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 thing happened to you um because that's the only thing I can apologize for. I can't apologize for somebody else's actions or behaviors, ultimately. I'm sorry that you experienced this thing. Um, and I explained to my kid who had an attitude about that even, and I had to explain, like, it's not about your feelings. You're entitled to your feelings. I did not apologize on behalf of you mm-hmm. um, or for the situation itself. But you know, because I have this, had this conversation with you before how I feel about kicking. So I feel like this is a moment where I need to step in for myself mm-hmm. to acknowledge this. That is separate from you. Yeah. Right? And modeling You're- that. I'm not apologizing for you. I'm not trying to override your non-apology. I'm not trying to, you know. You're just providing empathy out. to right. the situation. Right. And maybe she wanted this, you to be and, like, and I don't fuck even with him, so you don't fuck with him not, And not even... <laughs> for the situation at large, right? Not even, I'm sorry that you got hurt. Mm -mm. I'm just like, sorry, you experienced this one thing that for me feels over the top. Yeah. The the line was crossed where I'm like, oh, that sucks. Right. Right. (laughs) And so just modeling on both, like I I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And also I felt bad for him because he didn't feel like apologizing. And it's not like I was like, my kid got, into this fight or this whatever. And so she needs an apology too. If nobody wants to apologize, then everybody feels like they were right in that moment. And there's probably, mm-hmm. right, as in most situations, a, a tinge of truth in both sides of that, right? Mm-hmm. They both, I'm sure, for even to get that point, they both had to feel right in what they were doing or where they were falling in terms of whatever was happening. Yeah. And I feel like so that- I felt bad for him too that he was being forced to because for me it was like okay these two don't fuck with each other from here mm-hmm. on out just keep them separated you know mm-hmm. I'm not having hard feelings because they got into this fight because kids tend to do so, and you I, know it, break it up knock it off go play separately whatever yeah. and have it this, I will like, say all up in this little boy's face and like mm-hmm. you know this is why leave him alone this is where i think all of this um the shit stems from the schoolyard this stuff like of the making you need to make peace or whatever and then the other thing that's not how you make peace yeah the other thing that fucks me which is why i don't get involved in my kids arguments unless i was like witnessing it and i'm like okay that's really fucked up or whatever because in the sense of like you know you getting involved or you disciplining somebody for something whatever it'd be like that same situation where you're like not necessarily that this happened specifically but oh these kids don't fuck with each other we're gonna keep them far away from each other and then the next day they're hugged up on each other their best friends it's like oh my god like why'd i get involved like you can let it play out like you may be uh, as a person as an adult you know offer like make sure they don't harm themselves and time right and Mm -hmm. it's you're not giving these kids time to process what happened Mm -hmm. 
you're not giving them time to feel their own feelings. And if they can't even feel their own feelings in the moment, how can they really take time to think about and reflect on what led up to that moment in order to really have a sense of where they went wrong or where they felt most Mm -hmm. wronged or how they need to even approach anything. You have to give Mm -hmm. them time. And if you're immediately when something's happened going up, now it's time to forgive them and apologize. And and, my worst, like the thing I hate the most, oh, be friends again. Like Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) you cannot just dictate people's relationships. So that's like, yeah, how so I, disgusting with kids. It just drives me yeah, nuts. It really, and, and, and you just, know, yeah. And the accountability, like how am I supposed to take accountability if I don't even actually understand or grasp like what went wrong there or why? And then how am I supposed to be empathetic to people if you won't even let me feel my own emotions? And most and, adults take at least two hours to really process after something. Ha- and we're talking about small things, right? So I need to talk it out a lot when for me to process. Like, I can't But even small things, not yeah. even like, we're talking about basically what's almost a fist fight in this instance, but like people get worked up over little things. Mm-hmm. They didn't say hello. They bumped into me. You know, they cut me at the Starbucks line. Like, and they usually reflect on that for hours before they get, whether that be talking it out or whether it be just thinking, sitting and mm-hmm. thinking about it before they can really big picture it or feel yeah. like this is a legitimate concern or like I'm just being an asshole yeah. today because and I, I was think, hungry or yeah. because I had not had a chance to drink my Starbucks yet. Mm-hmm. And then like, mm-hmm. so and it's also- perfectly reasonable in those situations, right? Especially in a situation where your child maybe sees somebody once a week or something, mm-hmm. or even tomorrow, if you're in a classroom yeah. to be like, you know what, why don't you go home and think about this? Mm-hmm. And if that means you have to come back next week and maybe, maybe you still don't feel like apologizing, that's cool. But if you do, then at least you've had enough time to really reflect on it, that it's coming from a meaningful place. Like we just don't allow kids time for anything, but especially real emotions. Yeah. And I was going to say, this also speaks to like, I know for me, like I've been talking a lot about like, you know, I said at the top of this of like dealing with like the um, culture accountability and all the different things. And um, so it's not just accountability to me that I think is fucked up in this and if I, a parent, but, but like, the, uh, affir- like for me, I've realized that sometimes I need affirm, like affirmation in like my feelings are my experience. And, and it's really, um, all right, important I, that we like make sure that children are being acknowledged for the feelings and the experiences that they have. And I just don't think we do that enough. Um, I'm talking to myself. So she's just coming back in a minute. So it's really weird now. But um, I definitely think that, you know, this was a robust enough conversation for today. I said that I was... Um, going to have a short we were going to have a short one today and I it appears that I have lied because it is now what are we almost more than an hour into this conversation so um I think I'm going to wrap up for today so I'm going to wait for, I'm going to keep talking until Shanice comes back so that we can wrap up for the day um 
but I'll just recap what I said so she can hear what I said. Uh, I'm telling, I'm saying that we're recap. Um, rap. I think we, I think we have a show here. Uh, but what I was gonna, what I, what I was saying before you stepped away is, um, just account like the affirmation, affirmation of that as well. Like I don't think our emotions are affirmed enough. And I know for me, I'm acknowledging that that is a really important thing for me to. And it doesn't necessarily need to be from a person, but just just some type of affirmation. And even if I sit with myself and be like, you know what? No, you feel, I do feel this way. This is how I feel. And this is the right way that I think I should feel. Like it's not an over-exaggeration or out of line from the experience. Right, like, and yeah. only that only comes from time to process. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, uh, we've been talking longer than I planned. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so um, I think we managed to fledge out um, conversation. And again, sometimes if you have, because we are set up and designed to be community centered, even though some people aren't ready or oh, capable of being within community to a fullest degree, as we would like at some point. And I don't mean like attending everything or anything like that. We do think that it would be great for you to reach out and ask questions let us know what's on your mind topics that you may want us to discuss or questions you have so um check the show notes and find out how you can come contact us you can reach out if you're following us on instagram under um homeschooling by poc please tell me i said that right family fam for equity or um, we're in we have facebook as well um, Shanice does an unconventionally brown podcast that you can um, podcast uh, blog. Oh, the IG changed. It's just I think it's I think it's unconventionally brown. The IG. I oh, that okay. So unconventionally brown. You if, if you're following. I should um, know that, but I, I think it did. Okay, so I'll just double check that because then I'll change it in the show notes. But that's all in the show notes or uh, whatever the description of this um, episode. Um, maybe we're what are we calling this um for today uh something along the lines of forgiveness or accountability um but do better i'll try to do better or like really think this out before you're like forcing children to um respecting children yeah that's a good one um give them some more autonomy of the emotions don't tell a child that they're okay i hate that phrase please stop telling children they're okay when they're upset and express emotions if what you really mean is, are you okay? How can I help you? Not you're okay. No, I'm not okay, bitch. I'm crying. <laughs> my tears are rolling down my eyes. I'm hurt. But also, oh, you know, we're trying to wrap up, right? <laughs> we are. You know, I had a conversation with my kids the other day about like people are allowed to be upset too, mm-hmm. and you have to let them have their emotions that we think of as negative emotions and giving them key examples. It's okay if somebody's crying to ask them if they want to talk about it and they can say no. It's okay if somebody's crying to ask if, you know, can I sit with you? Do you need me to sit with you? Would you like a hug? Um, Mm -hmm. And just let them be with their emotions. It's fine for people to be angry. Ask them if they want to talk about it. They can say no again. Can I sit with you? Do you want something? Should I read something? Would you like some water? Like These are the conversations I have with my kids. How can I help you? What do you need from me? Would you like a hug from me? Would that help? This, this is half of our conversations 
Uh, and, and lately I've been asking my daughter since she comes to me crying. Hey, about, that's a really like, disrespectful thing. I, I, like that's something I find disrespectful. We do the kids too. What? Stop crying. You're fine. Um, you you're being you're ungrateful okay. because mm-hmm. you had a bad day or, you know, you went to Disney world. We went to Disney world and you said you were hungry. And I told you, you know, you can eat in three hours when we when I scheduled for us to have dinner and now you have an attitude. You're ungrateful. No, they're not ungrateful. They're hungry. They told you they're hungry. You're yeah. choosing not to acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, there's another one. So uh the like the thing that I get nervous about fostering like this sibling rivalry is when one of my kids comes to me running and talking about like, oh, so-and-so hurt me or so-and-so did this thing. And I'm like, what do you want from me? Because I didn't see it. So I'm not going to just go now and punish your sibling on your word when I know y'all play together and sometimes I'm well. So how do you want me to handle this? What can you do about it? Like having a more robust conversation than just like, oh, so this person tattles, so they must be the one that's in the right. So I'm going to punish the other kid for the actions that somebody said, like, no, I need more information. Like what happened here? Tell me what happened, you know, like having a conversation as opposed to just assuming, well, that's the bad kid. So they must, the other kid must be right. Listen, as the youngest, they, I knew a way to get my brother in trouble because he was the troublemaker. So no, I'm not going to just now demonize one of my children over the other. Yes, I do have one that's usually the one who's done a lot of stuff, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I know, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit, at least, because then they'll be resentful that I'm always taking the side of one kid over the other. So anyway, um, give your kids more respect. Listen to them. Talk to them like human beings, you know, and stop trying to indoctrinate them or initiate them into the world of kids are not trustworthy and we need to treat them like subhuman beings because that's so 1990s at this point. <laughs> We're in but 2021. You know, 90s are all the rage right now. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're out. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time.